Welcome back to Implicitly Awkward. This week we have a very special guest talking about his his uh, film industry experience. What else? What else am I missing? Yes, Cleveland, sir. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, we're also going to be talking about Latinx Heritage Month. A little bit of that as well. Mm-hmm. And like, and this is like the homie from like high school. So like, this is high key reunion. So it's kind of cool kind of surreal at the same time you know it's a pretty good episode very very warm yeah um, some really great advice also like just some positive um reinforcement too like you don't want to miss it for real for real so if you're ready lex i'm ready let's get into it see si, estoy lista this is implicitly awkward cue the music Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're super excited to be here. We have a super special guest. Um, but first, we're going to do a little segment of Let Me Put You On. So, Marcus, what do you have for me this week? Okay, so what's up, everybody? Um, all right, so Let Me Put You On. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Take us to my downfall. Machine Gun Kelly. Man, this Everybody, album, that's Andres. Man, listen, this album feels like every single Blink-182 album ever. Like, it's perfect. It's so good. Uh, it feels like uh, if you're into pop punk, it's a perfect album. It's 10 out of 10 for me. I've been listening to it all weekend. Um, and speaking mm-hmm. of, like, Cleveland things, like, check that one out if you, if you haven't checked that one out yet. I promise it's, it's good. Is he from Cleveland? Yeah. Okay. And he was... Is he like a rapper or what? Because now he's doing this kind of like Blink One Eighty Two vibe. You said it's a lot of things, yeah. Because like he's been he's been rapping, he's been doing the punk stuff, he's been acting, he's been doing a lot of stuff. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. What you got for me? What you got for me? Um. So I think I have a few things. I I have two shows. One, um, if you haven't watched P-Valley yet, you have to watch P-Valley. It's an amazing show. Um, it's beautifully done. The script is great. The actors are great. The music, amazing. Um, also, very beautiful women as well on the show. Shout out to them. Like, just amazing. And then also, uh, I've just been binging Girlfriends on Netflix. So good. Just so good. The second season, too getting into some more real issues so yeah that's my two cents on that noted noted okay um and i've been put on thank you very much i appreciate you <laughs> um so it is definitely hispanic heritage month um, it is definitely yes it most, is <laughs> most definitely confirmed okay um so again speaking of cleveland things we have a very special guest um a friend of mine andres garcia from yo. high school from yes. high school way back what up cleveland ohio yo class of 2010 at st ignatius high so andres welcome to the show thank you thank you i appreciate you guys yes it's great to have you on i want to make one little note of hispanic heritage month um so there's a little movement kind of going on where people are trying to kind of like change the narrative and make it latinx heritage month just because hispanic 
includes people of of Spain and Spanish descent, which um, you know, we don't technically call. No, like we're about it. Like we can honor that, but also like it excludes Brazilians. It excludes like people in the Caribbean, Haitians who are Latino, but they're not technically Hispanic. And there's like a whole reason to that, which I could get into later, but I just wanted to preface that a little bit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. A little knowledge dart for you. Love that. Um, So Andre, so, so first off, welcome to the show. Thank you for like, coming to just hang out with us for a little bit of course um, uh so tell the people what you do here in la um because we're, we're all in the, on the west coast now uh i moved here last year uh I, I work in the film industry still pretty new but trying to climb up that ladder it was uh it was better before the pandemic hit but got uh readjust and uh we'll be all right mm-hmm. yeah, definitely that's crazy it, it, honestly like because we were talking about this like before like i hadn't seen you face to face since like graduation day like when i met you you had like a fade now your hair's all long it's kind of nuts to think about yeah like, i've been heavy fade my whole life but <laughs> hey had to switch it up no seriously um, what inspired you to switch it up <laughs> honestly my barber this is random he got like <laughs> he was injured so he couldn't even be on his feet so i don't trust oh. many people to cut my hair you know he's dominican shout out to all my dominican barbers out there mm. and uh so i just started letting it grow and then we uh me and my friends had a bet that new year's like who would uh grow their hair out the longest and I'm still winning, so <laughs> everybody cut theirs quick. Let's go. Um, well, it looks good. And shout out to Dominican hair salons and barbers because they know what they're doing. Exactly. 100%. They got all, all types of hair. Mm-hmm. Strong lineups every time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if there's any Dominican barbers listening in California, please, I need to find you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, they are in new york everywhere uh but in la there is not that many dominicans not that many Mm -mm. i mean my barber isn't dominican but if you need the the hookup i got you i appreciate it this man shaw his name is shaw he could be a surgeon you know but like you know (laughs) circumstance that's all i got so (laughs) chose Um, the barber life (laughs) Yep. Yeah, basically. Yo, all right. So it's crazy. So like we gotta let's like take a, a walk down memory lane here. So like we met in like high school in like Cleveland, Ohio, like class of twenty ten at St. Ignatius High. Um it was in like two thousand six. Yep. Freshman year. Freshman year, man. Back in that that dark auditorium before sophomore year they had rebuilt the thing to make it all like sweet with like the yeah. and all. Um so like Talk to us about high school. What was that like for you, um, that experience? Uh, well, high school was – it was definitely uh, – it was – let me try and find the right word. It was an experience for sure, but um, being one of, the, like, the only non-white people there, it was a very uh, – 
high class school. Um, I mean, I'm thankful I got to go there and stuff like that, but there's definitely a certain type of person that goes there. Definitely. And uh, I'm not really one of those types that fit in. I was from the city. Um, but I mean, it's definitely a hard school. I, I don't even know how I graduated from there, honestly. I barely did. Uh, I almost failed out my junior year, but I didn't thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you two like experience anything in particular, like being in that environment? And also, like to clarify, this is like a Catholic all high boys prep school. Yeah, yep. it's a Catholic all boys prep. Um, I I went through like the regular uh, like high school stuff. I mean, most of the stuff that happened to me was people just calling me like you Mexican or some dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to go anything too too bad, but I mean, it was just awkward a little bit. I didn't want to go there in the first place, but my mom made me go there, which I understand, but Mm -hmm. it's all good. Yeah. No, I I definitely hear that. Like I have to double tap when you say thankful that I went there because of like the the education I got was, no, I learned a lot, honestly. Um, And I appreciate the network that it provided me. Um, but the experience being one of a handful of black students at that, that school was, I don't know, it was just very different for us. Like, I don't know, like I, it was, it was, it was just clear that like, there's like, like you said, there's like a certain type of person that they wanted there. Um, and if you didn't fit the type, like you, you just stood out a lot, um, and like given where like the school is was located like the school is all about like service um mm-hmm. uh, being men for others it's like the jesuit thing being men for others and trying to be servants of the community um and like the school kind of prided itself on being in the middle of the hood um for optics i guess i don't know but like yeah. <laughs> but like and now all, all the like, kids are from the suburbs Exactly. Yeah. Like everybody's from like nowhere near like the neighborhood. Um, I don't know. Like people with old money, like I didn't, you know, I didn't really meet people with old money before I came to like high school for real. I don't know. That phrase old money. I've heard that before. And like, I've lived in communities where they've made that such a thing where on this side of like the railroad tracks is where the old money lives. And then like the new money and like, you know, the okay people live on this side. I think that's so fascinating. And then also to the point of this school being located in like the hood and then being a predominantly white institution. Yep. And that like white savior complex. And I just think of that like serving others type of narrative and how like, you know, I also picked up that Marcus, you said want like that they didn't want, like you weren't the type of student that they wanted, like in your phrasing. So even just like what I'm picking up, the experience of feeling like, damn, I'm not even like supposed to be here. I wanted to be here. But then this place is literally in the middle of, what a, a hood that's composed of and this is an assumption yeah. but black and brown people basically yeah on the west side pretty close to downtown mm-hmm. 
uh, I mean, now it's all like gentrified. They're gentrifying it up. Yeah, it's popping over there. It's, but when we were there, <laughs> when we were there, nobody would ever be down there, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I a. I think um, that's like. Go ahead. So something else that I like got from what you were saying is that you're really grateful for the education that you received there. But I feel like that's such a thing with academic institutions. It's like, right, you get to understand how some person talks, walks, thinks, and you get to be on the inside and then be able to like use those tools to prosper like in this society. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And like, honestly, like keeping it a buck, like we weren't even that tight in high school. Not for, but like we we had each other's backs though because there's only so many of us. Yeah, we all, all of us would usually like be with each other, but I'm just like a quiet person. I stayed to myself, so I didn't really, at first I didn't really like branch out to too many people. I had some kids I was new since grade school that I would be cool with. And then once I got older, like that's when I started uh, opening up a little. Yeah. No, I feel you. Cause I had, I had just moved from New York the summer before um so like it was all a very new experience for me um like coming from a place that is so so diverse to you know to a place that's just really segregated honestly Uh, it's like i think it's the most segregated in the country i think yeah it's up there it's gotta be it's it's just like a very clear line like where the people who have the bag and the people who don't have the bag like you can just see it it's kind of crazy um yeah um but yeah like i don't know like we we just had each other's backs because there just weren't that many of us um so even you being able to say like like yeah i'm gonna hop on your podcast today like i I appreciate that you know what i'm saying like i think that is like a testament to like just how it went you know oh of course yeah i, I appreciate you for asking me because like you know i'm i don't think i got much going on but i'm happy to help out yeah, man, appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so we graduated way back in 2010. Man, seasoned way veterans. <laughs> seasoned veterans, okay. <laughs> like, yo, so. My old head out here. Isn't that, that nuts? <laughs> That's crazy to think about. So are we getting old now? Is this Ooh. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Yes. This year was supposed to be our 10-year reunion, but it got canceled. But Yep. That's oh, wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna go anyway, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but like, okay. So after high school, how did you end up here? Like, what was that journey like? Uh that was a long journey actually. After high school, uh I did wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I ended up going to a community college in Cleveland. And I was basically just wasting my time and my money. Like I was skipping classes and just not even trying. But I ended up stopped doing, I stopped going to school. Um, worked a bunch of jobs for a couple of years that I hated. I would just go keep going to one job to another. And, uh, and then I started, like I started picking up video um, I had a friend uh, who started doing music, and um, 
like we had a guy who produced he was making music and then like we couldn't afford to pay anybody to like make videos so i was like whatever i'll do it like just started learning like first video i shot for him was like on an iphone 4 it was ridiculous <laughs> shout out to the iphone yeah it was old like uh but like yeah once i started doing that like i just started like shout out to youtube too because like, i got just learned how to edit and everything on there uh, slowly like got better and stuff <clears throat> but then like after a couple years of that like kind of stopped I stopped doing it like I didn't like as much being like my one man thing like doing everything by myself and dealing with like people who like rapper rappers or whatever <laughs> people who make music like I didn't want to do that anymore so I went back to the same community college they have like this great uh six-week film program uh like a film crew where you could like learn how to work on movies in hollywood you learn how to be in the camera department they show you audio sound lighting even like stunts we did like stunts for a day where we like pretend mm -hmm. fought each other so that was great uh, that was at cuyahoga community college uh, i see they do, I that, see. they do that program, which is great. And after that, I um, landed my first job on a real Hollywood movie. It was in Cleveland uh, called White Boy Rick with Matthew McConaughey was in it. But like, yes, yeah. Andres. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I only worked a couple days on that, but like just being there, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I started earlier on it because mm -hmm. I felt like I was kind of behind a little, but it's never too late. Mm -hmm. And uh, worked on another movie in Cleveland um, called All the Bright Places um, on Netflix. And I was like a, the camera PA, which is like the assistant uh, for the camera crew. Mm -hmm. And um, all the guys on there were from L.A., so they convinced me to move out here and um, also doing some work for NFL Films. There's two football teams out here, so I just figured it would be smart. Just and I just needed it. It was a point in my life where I needed a change. Mm. Like, I didn't want to get stuck in Cleveland like most people do. So right. I went for it. And I'm still here, so happy with my decision. Tight. Really tight. Y'all oh, heard that? He's getting the Netflix bag. He's getting the NFL <laughs> bag. What? The HBO bag? Come on. You better talk your shit. Yeah. I got to get some more bags, too. I'm trying yeah, to get a, a Spring Hill Entertainment bag. LeBron, I need to, need to holler at you, LeBron. Shout out to LeBron James. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening right <laughs> that would be awesome if he was but i feel like that's super inspirational like that program really like set you on your trajectory like that gave you some inspiration where you felt like yo this is like what i want to oh, do for real because like I, I wanted to do it a, the year before but i was too late and they only do it like once mm -hmm. in the beginning of the year so i, I literally had to wait like a whole year just to do it but i i uh worked a job that whole year 
like saved up money and then I quit and did the school thing and then after that I haven't really taken a job like that hasn't been filmed because mm-hmm. I just wanted to be available for whatever they called me for. And for those out there that doesn't that don't necessarily know how like the camera and behind the scenes stuff works for being a would you say like a PA camera PA? Yeah. What are some of the things that you do normally on set? Um, well, basically, I was doing like setting up monitors for directors and producers, um, like running cables, getting coffee, <laughs> making espressos for the guys, um, and like learning from them at the same time. Uh, but basically whatever they needed to do, mainly setting up monitors and getting batteries, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Was there crafty on set? Oh yeah, there was crafty is <laughs> the best part. Oh, yeah. What is, that? what is that? What is that? What is that? Crafty is like a just a big snack station. Yeah. <laughs> so there's literally everything. Like the one I was working on this one movie. Um it was like super hot in this building. And they brought around ice cream sandwiches. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I love this. And the the crafty ladies are always, like, the nicest people, too. Like, yeah, they just want to take care of you. And <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. If I, like, kept to doing acting and, like, entertainment stuff, I was like, this crafty is going to get to be, like, I don't know. Yeah. I would have to do, like, extra cardio or something. Yeah. I don't know how, like, these actors – or entertainers stay like so fit and thin because they just got like all the best food snacks everywhere even like the catering like dinner lunch i always eat way too much and i don't want to go back because it's like straight buffet style oh my god well they probably don't do that Mm -hmm. now because of covid but he was on set with he was on set with the itis like falling asleep oh yeah because like i was i'm always skinny i'm trying to gain weight out here so i'm always like eating as much as i can i feel that honestly i'm I'm in the same boat also trying to gain weight so (laughs) cheers man shout out to all the protein powder (laughs) it's on the way it's on the way (laughs) but just being on like a set is awesome and uh to switch up to like for the nfl film stuff like i got to work my first Super Bowl in 2018 and like it was in Atlanta and I like I got to be Ooh. on the field I was on the field during the game and I was just like what am I doing here like I'm just I'm a kid from the west side of Cleveland like my parents are immigrants and stuff like this is crazy like it was that's all- huge no it's literally the biggest stage that's the biggest stage in like America yeah. like the Super Bowl that's crazy man like what like okay, in terms of like things you you thought you would have seen at the Super Bowl and like didn't disappoint. Like what were the things that you were seeing that like that blew your mind? Um just like the whole atmosphere, like seeing the planes fly over, mm-hmm. like the national anthem and stuff, even though like I'm not super patriotic, but just like hearing that in the crowd. Um, I'm trying to think 2018 I don't really rem- I don't remember 
Last year was pretty sweet because it was in Miami. So I saw like Jay Z and Meek Mill walking around on the field. Oh my God. Beyonce was like up in her suite. It's crazy. Um, DJ Khaled was just running around. I said what up to Alex Rodriguez randomly. It was so, it was random. A Rod, it's a big deal. A Rod, Yankees. A J Lo. A. Power couple. Crazy. Yeah, they're cute. But that's so that's such a like big deal. Like even just listening to you talk about it, like I can only imagine what that's like to be on that field and then just like your story as well. I always have a a saying or a thing that I tell myself, like you kind of know when you're on the right path in life, when things kind of just like fall into place for you. Yeah. Like you kind of don't have to fight life. It kind of just like ends up working and i feel like i'm hearing that in your story a lot yeah it was for sure because like even like the first super bowl uh was totally random because they don't like fly pas out obviously like they just hire local people so i um the sound guy who works for nfl films he was actually one of my instructors at the tri seat the community college thing I did for film mm-hmm. and I saw him at a f- football game that year after and he's like hey you trying to work at the Super Bowl and I'm like shit hell yeah I'm trying to work at the Super Bowl so right. he let me stay at his house in Atlanta so I could go work there so I drove down to Atlanta stayed with him and it was awesome so if I never did that thing like the community college thing, I probably might have not worked Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like, yeah, it all works out. It's nuts. Yeah, it's weird. Life always kind of has a way of working out and things happen. I always think about that too. Like if I didn't do that one thing or didn't like make that one flight or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how life could be so different or altered. I think um, – as I got, like, when I was younger, like, 18, around that age, I dealt with, like, a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. And um, once I got older, I just started, like, just uh, trying to be in the moment and stuff like that. So I think that helps also just, like, being peace, being at peace and just letting things come to you instead of worrying about how am I going to do with this or whatever. Yeah, that's facts. Like, yeah. really, that that allowing things to come to you. I feel like having that kind of mindset and vibe about you, it like brings more. Obviously you gotta do work. Yeah, you gotta but put the work if, in when it comes. But you know, like having that kind of vibe, I think it attracts a lot of energy. It attracts like good things into your life. At least in my opinion. For sure. I, I feel you. So like I kinda wanna like switch gears here a little bit. So you're you're you said your parents are immigrants. Um, where where are your parents from? Uh, my mom is from Guatemala, and my dad is from Dominican Republic. Okay. So. And then then they moved to New York City mm-hmm. at their separate times, and met each other there. Right. Yo, New York City is the greatest city on the planet. I'm not biased in any way, but I did grow up there, so it's fine. Hey. I agree. It it really is, though. I will say it really is. I love that city. 
Oh my God. All right. I'm, I'm glad we're all, <laughs> we're all New York fans. Right. It's yeah. fine. Exactly. Cool. 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 Um, so that, that's like a lot of culture, you know, um, it's a, it's a lot of culture, like within your family, like living in New York city, like that's, I don't know. When I think about New York, I think about culture. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a lot that comes along with it. Um, but then you now, now we're all in LA, LA and New York are not the same. Um, and you, especially like you're in the film industry and you said that before that it's not as much culture within the film industry. Can you like talk on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, especially while I was in Cleveland, there's definitely not, it's not as diverse. Mm. And in Cleveland, like it's a small market and they do shoot movies there, but once they get a movie, like the same people all jump on it. So like, it's not very diverse, but out here I just found it more, a little more diverse because there's more people and I'm sure New York is the same, but uh, definitely behind the camera, like behind the scenes, we could use more, more people back there, more camera, more hair, makeup, like special effects, whatever, audio. Mm-hmm. It's mostly uh, white men driven uh, industry, but I think it's definitely changing now. Mm-hmm. And I like, I guess to kind of go back to the, well, I can kind of comment on the entertainment thing a little bit, like in my experience, but particularly like I, I was in front of the camera and I had like just such a hard time with the whole, like you need to find your, what is it? Like your tagline or like your kind of type. And I just always struggled with that of like that stereotyping thing that they kind of wanted to do if you trying to find your type and feeling like, oh, am I not like Latinx enough to be going out for those roles? Am I like too ambiguous for, I don't know, the other type of roles? Like just feeling like, damn, like I didn't really have a place. And if I wanted to kind of get the Latina roles, you have to kind of play into that and play into a stereotype. So I always had like somewhat an issue with that, but I definitely did observe like a lot of people behind the camera. Um, Definitely the white male. Yeah. Especially like aesthetic. There's this like a movie about this. I'm pretty sure it's like a Chinese musician or something. And Ron Howard is directing it like this old white dude. And everybody's like, why is Ron Howard directing this Chinese movie? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. Shout out to Ron Howard. Like, <laughs> incredibly talented. But, but, but <laughs> maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure there's other people who could uh, do yeah. it better. Yes. Okay. This is reminding me of a thing that happened at my school, my undergrad. Um they did a play by Jose Rivera. It's called Marisol. And the main character, I believe she's Puerto Rican. She's either Puerto Rican or Dominican or something like that. And there's like a lot of Latinas in the this school, right? And the person that they ended up picking was Italian, Italian-American. And that flew. Like back then, 
that flu. I remember being so furious and so upset, but that people got away with that stuff. And like now I think there's a push, but still like, Ooh, I just remember that and feeling so just like not seen. I'm like, there's so many talented people here that actually like represent that culture so much better. Why are we not giving them their place? Right. Like it's more real. Like, Mm-hmm. Not just acting. They live mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. Representation for sure. And I guess I want to kind of speak about like in LA, there's like hella Central Americans and Mexicans um, in terms of like population and demographics of Latinos. And then in New York, there's a majority of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, right? We can think of like migration. Yeah. Caribbeans. Mm-hmm. So we can think about like the migration pattern, but something that I've like experienced is just like sometimes being in LA and people having a certain like idea of what Latinx looks like and then being in New York and where there's a total other like understanding of what Latinx looks like. Yeah, it's two, it's almost like two different worlds kind of especially if you go uptown to like Washington Heights those they're ridiculous up there <laughs> but, but like I guess I no go ahead no you go ahead you go ahead uh there's just so many different types of what a Latinx sorry that's like my first time ever saying Latinx you could uh, say whatever word you want um but there's just so many different traits and whatever of how we look so mm-hmm. i never got That's like nice. i don't understand like i don't understand why they didn't all come out to california especially <laughs> from the caribbean like it's hot out here great weather <laughs> that is so true that is so true i mean like my mom cannot handle like el salvador is like hot and tropical she can't handle like the cold she says she's allergic to it we lived in chicago for like two years i actually was born in chicago and then lived there for two years later on in my life but yeah she cannot handle it so i do not know how like these people from the caribbean they're just like in new york like i'm like damn this is cold as hell right now ridiculous she's alerted to it i love that oh oh she went as far to go to the doctor and she told me she said the doctor said i'm allergic to it so (laughs) she got the official doctor's note oh yeah that's like a latina mom for you she's like (laughs) the doctor said so that's facts that's god right there Uh uh-huh man i feel like my mom would try to pull something like that either way yeah (laughs) I kind of want to keep like talking about feeling like you're not fitting like the mold of whatever they felt or like what the mold they think it is. Um, have you ever experienced that while being in like the film industry or like anything like that? Um, not really. Um, I guess like I'm still fresh. I mean, not really. I'm a couple years in, but I still feel kind of new. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Sometimes they could definitely be like NFL. I work with NFL, and uh, I love working for them. But I definitely think they could be more diverse too, as well. Like 
you're in a league that's mostly black dudes. So like there's not too many like black directors or camera guys or women at NFL films, which is kind of weird to me, but I think, I think they're trying now, whatever. but I never really had like a instance like that. I have like a fun question. That's just a little bit like random. Cause I'm also interested as well, but what is your like favorite Latino, like cultural dish? Damn. Like uh, your go, you could either have your like go to like I love that or like that special meal. Uh, whatever my mom makes, she <laughs> yes, right uh, answer. She's the best cook of all time. I dare anybody to challenge her. But there is, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, love it. There's this Guatemalan restaurant uh, in Cleveland that I always go to with my mom, and. It's amazing. They got this like mustard chicken dish. It's amazing. They got arepas and um, no, I mean, I could tell my mom to make whatever and it's official. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um... actually, um, my titiada from my my dad's side, she she might be the best cook actually of all time. Oh, she makes uh, like she makes sancocho and like roasted chicken and all this uh, just whatever like it's potato salad like Dominican style. Mm. She's the goat. Mm. Damn, I'm so hungry. Right, like, <laughs> <laughs> right, like it's fine. Yeah, uh, I like I. Yeah, I. I need like some platanos. I love, well, this is a Puerto Rican thing, but maybe you, I don't know if it's Dominican as well, but mofongo. Yeah. Oh, mofongo. I need some. Oh my goodness. I used to work at this uh, spot and they made mofongo like, oh my God, I was eating that shit all the time. Oh, so good. Um, For you all that don't know what mofongo is, it's pretty much like, smashed up plantains and kind of like in like a bowl with like, like a bowl meat shape inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's so good it's like i mean platanos in general <laughs> i'll take any kind yeah whatever. any kind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm like 100 percent behind it yeah 100%. there is a spot in north hollywood called mofongos if you're <gasps> ever, uh, really yeah wait Right, hold on. If you guys want to make a field trip, we could we could go hit it up. Um, yes, please. I have nothing else to do. (laughs) Feel me? I'm in the crib. Let's let's. Yo, yo, yeah, we can talk off air. Like, yeah, let's make that happen, please. (laughs) It's pretty good. Oh yes. Yo, all right. I'm I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Um, in high school, you went by Andy. Now you're going by Andres. So. What was that switch like for you? Um, it was, uh, I don't know, I just got older and I realized, um, like I didn't really like being called Andy ever. 
It's just what my mom and my family started calling me when I like since I can remember everybody always called me that. Mm-hmm. And my mom just didn't my mom didn't want to name me after my dad. And which I mean I get it at the same time, which was kind of dumb, but that's like a Latino thing too. Uh yes it is. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> like my old uh my old roommate all of his brothers are named like Joey, some form of Jose or Joey. I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. Yep. But, yep. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I got started getting older. And actually, I started like when I after I read uh, Malcolm X biography, mm. it was like um, most of them like don't even know their real last names or where they come from, stuff like that. So I just wanted to stick with my real name that I have. And I don't want to like have to make it any way for a certain type of people so they could pronounce it or so I could fit in a type of way. Like my name is what my name is. So you got to deal with it. Right. That's that's so significant. Like people's names and really like honoring that and, and being intentional about like this is my name mm-hmm. yeah. i mean for for me mm-hmm. mine so one the whole like naming the son after the father thing that happened in my yeah. family is so funny um and then two like with my name my mom kind of wanted it to be a little bit more americanized but still have like that ia kind of flair like rosalia and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so that's how they got Alexia. But here, like, I will tell you, people just cannot get it. Like, they can't get it. They see it. It's Alexa, Alexis. Like, I have so many stories of me correcting people over and over again, just like, don't get it. But, like, that's facts. Like, this is my name. Like, this is, like, part of me. It's a part of my culture. Like, you know, you know, we have to know our history to, exactly, to like, yeah. inform where we're going. Even my sister is named Andrea. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, in my family, it's, we almost have, like, a similar dynamic. Because my dad is a junior. Um, he's definitely Marvin Jr. And But, like... Yeah, I think it sticks with the black and Latinos. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, like, even... Because, like, my mom... I mean, I'm Marcus, but my mom will call me Marvin. My mom will call me Matthew, because that's my little brother. You know, and I also have an uncle named Mike. So it's like we, you know, it didn't exactly go like the father's exact name, but close enough. <laughs> yeah. My mom still calls me Andy, unfortunately, but mm. she's my mom. So she could call me whatever she wants. Right. She made you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, yeah to you. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Absolutely. Aww. Yo, all right. So here's a question for you. Like, so for... For anybody who's trying to break into film, right, like they're just trying to find that that one yeah, shot, yeah. what would you say to them? Uh, well, first off, like film school, you definitely do not need to go do spend all this money to go to film school. Like there's definitely like some workshops or programs that like I went to that are quick. And um, I mean, like everybody, you got to start off as like a PA which is the lowest level, it's horrible. I don't ever want to do it again, but you're like the first one there, last one to leave. 
you get paid the least. But like once you get in, like it's all about meeting people, like who you know. You just gotta make the right connections. You gotta show people that you work hard. And like once you get that in with a couple people, they start hitting you up. And then you meet somebody else through that. And then it gets rolling. Then you just gotta find out like which department you wanna be in because in film there's like literally so many departments like anybody could do anything in film there's people who build sets there's people who are medics on sets like there's construction there's camera audio makeup hair there's people who supervise the script just so you are doing everything right directors producers everything so like that's what one thing that opened my eyes like there's so much stuff behind the scenes there's so many different things you could do in the film industry like you don't just have to be a camera guy or an actor or actress to be in the industry mm -hmm. i recall that you had told us that um you had kind of like done cold emails to people to kind of get your start oh yeah yeah well i did I've been doing, I've actually like, I've always find myself always doing that since I was little because we came up in like the internet world, like we grew up with it. So I kind of like always doing that, even like to find a baseball team when I was younger, I was doing that. But, um, whoa, 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 run that back. You were sending me emails? Yeah, like, because I wanted to, I'm sorry to get off topic, but like, oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> just to like find a travel baseball team because like I, I only have my mom and like my sister so like they don't care about finding me a travel baseball team so I'm just like on the internet looking up stuff and then I found one so whatever but um yeah uh when I 2017 yeah um that was after I did the um workshop and stuff like that and I found out that HBO they have this show called Hard Knocks where it's like a docu-series for NFL training camps they go to a team every year and I found out they were going to be with the Cleveland Browns <laughs> so like I was <clears throat> I didn't want to be in anything more than that like I even like hit up my friends I'm like yo pray for me I'm trying to like work on this show I emailed all these people I ended up going on LinkedIn like and I searched NFL films production coordinators and um I, like a couple people came up and I just like randomly sent them a message through LinkedIn I literally just made it too like I never <laughs> I didn't even have it before that and I messaged all, a couple of these people and then I got emailed back and she was like, yeah, uh, send me your resume and stuff like that. A couple of people actually got back to me, which I was super surprised about. So I was like hype, like at the crib, like, yo, they emailed me back, all this stuff. And uh, they like tried me out on like the intro shoot. They shot like a little intro for the show and, um, you know, I, I did what I had to do, just worked hard. And then 
three years later, I'm still I'm on my this is my third season working with the NFL Films. So mm-hmm. it was great. I'm happy I sent those messages. Like, don't don't ever be afraid to just reach out to people. Like, that's how I always felt too. Like, whatever if I get denied, I get denied. It's just another another day. Like, I've been cut from teams or stuff like that didn't make certain stuff and you just gotta learn from it and keep going mm-hmm. wise words that was very valuable like just like taking that risk and putting yourself out there at least like to have the opportunity because i think that can be such a thing where you know you can get stuck before even letting yourself find your full greatness right like I was always just like whatever. I might as well just see what happens. Mm-hmm. The worst that happens is you're just in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing to lose. Everything to gain, right? Yeah, and if yeah. anything, even if they say no or something, like you're still. And if if they hit you back, that's still a good thing. Like you're on their radar still. That's some really good advice. Yeah, like I'm, I feel I'm not even gonna lie to you. I feel really inspired right now. So thank you. That, that was awesome. that, yeah, that goes that goes a lot in the film industry. Like you, film industry is all about like who's they've seen last. Like you're fresh on their mind, they're gonna hit that person up. Mm-hmm. Or people they want to work. You want to work with people you like. So if you can get along with everybody and just do your job, you'll be good. So to our listeners out there, you heard them. Don't be afraid of taking that plunge. You never know my, what could happen, you know? Yeah, LeBron, what up? Yeah, LeBron, where you at? <laughs> talk, talk to us, okay, if, you, if you're listening. Lake Show. <laughs> Miami and seven. Y'all heard it, y'all heard it first. Okay? All right, I'm out of this. I'm out of, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> See, look what you did, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> that was. No. <laughs> Well, I feel like we've kind of come to that point, but I feel like this was a great conversation and I want to thank you, Andres, for coming on. Like, I just feel very warm right now, just everything that we talked about, very inspirational. Um, And I know that you say that you're shy and all of that stuff, but like... Yeah, definitely. uh, Thank you for getting me out of my shell a little bit. Uh, So I'm trying new things. It goes with the same stuff i was talking about before so just got to be open and open-minded it wasn't that awkward for me i thought it would be honestly i thought i didn't know uh, what alexia was gonna be like this is funny though because i i didn't know if you're gonna be trying to talk spanish to me and stuff so i'm like oh fuck. <laughs> but i'm no. glad we're on the same page yeah, I'm not fluent. Like, I understand everything. And, like, I can get by, but with tenses and all that stuff, I'm... Yeah, me too. Mm. So, I get nervous, so don't worry. I feel very much similar to you. I don't speak Spanish at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Marcus is always like, um, can you please define what you said? Yeah, yo, and you did without me even asking. I was like, that was love. I was like, what I was like, <laughs> I've learned now. I can't just like say words. <laughs> yo, yeah, man. Once again, thank you again. Like hadn't seen you in real life for like 
straight up a decade, bro. But like now, now we're going. We're to going Columbus. to. We're going right. We're going to North Hollywood. So like, <laughs> let's actually set that up because I need it. <laughs> need it. Shit, me too. Um. Well, before we close, anything you want to plug? Uh. My roommate, just uh, he's a producer. He just dropped a track with this kid uh, named Visual Nine from Cleveland. It's called Blue Skies. Visual Nine, Blue Skies. Look it up on Title or whatever you stream on. It's up there. Shout out to them too. It's, uh, music is a tough industry as well. Absolutely. But uh, mm-hmm. that's about it for me. And definitely go stream Hard Knocks if, if you. Uh, oh yeah, you heard. Hard Knocks. All the bright places on Netflix. Whatever you heard his catalog, <laughs> you got the list, okay? <laughs> um, and Lex, don't we have a don't we have an announcement coming this week? Yes, we do. Um, this may come out after, so yeah. you may see it. You already um, saw it. <laughs> Yes, my hype man. Uh, so we are launching our store with our merch. Um, you've probably seen us wear it. Uh, we got a lot of nice things, little sweaters, sweatshirts, right? The fall is here. We've got some hats as well, stickers. So be on the lookout for that. You can buy, um, actually, link in bio to buy. And then also Instagram as well. It's going to be super easy. You just like click the little image. It'll take you straight to the website, you know? Mm -hmm. So please, please support us. Um, Again, your listens are enough, but we love all the love. Absolutely. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram at implicitly awkward, follow us on Twitter at implicitly awk because awkward was too many. Too many characters, so it's just implicitly awk. Just rock with us, okay? It's, it's how it's supposed to go. Um, and that was implicitly awkward. It was. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>